Rebellions are built on hope. And welcome to another episode of Radio Rebellion, a Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Alberto Calderon, and joining us, he's back. He was out last week. Oti, how you doing, Oti? I'm not Oti, I'm just like a version of Oti. Yeah, yeah. Hi, he's, guys. <laughs> yeah, he's back, not 100%, but no worries. We have a great There's friend a of ours joining us today, Buck O'Brien. Buck, how are you today? I'm doing wonderful. It's so good to be here, guys. I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. The only other time you've been here was when we did our solo trivia, which you came, you conquered, you yeah. destroyed. And then you'll be here in a little bit over a month for our yeah. trivia finale. Are you ready? Have you been practicing? I don't, I don't study. <laughs> <laughs> I just watch it and then I know it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I got to clip that out. I'll tweet that out before the, before the trivia. He just watches and he knows it. So you better watch out. But man, it's been a week. So, yeah, like I mentioned, Otis a little bit under the weather. He's a trooper. He came on today to try to battle it out as we talk a little bit of Andor and a few other things. Mm-hmm. I was a little worried that uh, when I found out that he was sick, that he might not be here today. And I was like, how am I supposed to, to annoy him with my Doctor Who knowledge? <laughs> so, so I, I was like... Not, not the the minute I was debating if was, uh, I was gonna be able to do it, I was like, "Am I gonna be able to keep up with uh, Buck?" Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I didn't know. So you knew even before I did, Buck. He might not make it. I, to hey, that, right? I, I tweeted I had COVID. Uh, Buck tweeted out. People reached out through the DMs, and you're the only one who said nothing. Oh well, that that kind of tells you where we are at right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't see it. I'll be honest. I didn't see it. I don't know when you tweeted out if you really did. Okay. I, can't re- I can't remember even tweeting it out. I think you didn't. You just said like five minutes ago no, you've been on no, a brain fog. No, you don't remember no, anything. No. Buck reached I out. I uh, Lauren it. reached out. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. So... All right. I'll take, I'll take blame. Sorry, Ati. Hopefully you're feeling better today. I'm a little bit better today, yeah. All right. Subscribe. Comment. Like this video yeah. if I, 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 for a second I thought do, doing the episode for my bed like Palpatine just saying I need more force power. If you're watching <laughs> us live, thanks for joining us. Make sure that you like this video. Uh, make sure to subscribe to it as we mentioned a few minutes ago. Early December, December 10th, I believe we have our Star Wars trivia finale. Buck will be here with, with a lot of other great contestants. We might go a little bit late that day, 6.30 or 7. I'm not sure. One of my contestants might be a little bit late because of work. So make sure you subscribe and have all notifications, all that stuff. Leave us a comment down below later if you're watching this. And as we always say, thanks for being here and make sure to help out with the Amidala Initiative for Equality Texas. I don't know why I put that again. And also for the National Network of Abortion Fund and the What Choice Fundraising Help for Puerto Rico. As we always say, all that information is down in the description of this video and all the other ones. You can find it there. And I know it's difficult. There's a lot of bad things unfortunately happening around. So we understand if people can, but just tweet it out, make it known, do what you can. 
All right, Oti, we got a lot of stuff to go on today. Before we start, who's on the chat today? Uh, okay, so Mo's on the chat. Hi, Mo. Hi, Mo. Hey, Mo. Dale's <laughs> also on the chat. We got Nick Prudent on the chat. Hey, Nick, how you doing? All right, so uh, hi to we Nick. Got on the chat. Oh, yeah, we were there before. <laughs> That's fine. All right, so like I said, we got a lot of stuff to cover today. It's been a while since we do this, but if you guys are ready, I'm not ready. Let's talk Star Wars and Star Wars news. Star Wars news. Star Wars news. So we'll start quick. Something I just dropped a few days ago, and it's the possibility of a new Star Wars movie as reported by different trades. Damon Lindelof of the Watchmen HBO TV series has been developing a new Star Wars movie in which he serves as co-writer alongside Justin Britt Gibson, and it will be directed supposedly by Char Charmin or by Shinoi, who directed two episodes of the MCU Miss Marvel series. And although this story is still under wraps because it's Star Wars, it's been reported will take place after episode nine, might won't be related to the Skywalker saga, but might have some of the cast of the sequel trilogy, which is exciting. And there was a secret writer's room that came together during Star Wars Celebration, and they came up with the story, and now here we are. Um, Oti, we'll start with you. What do you make of this? Did you had a chance to see this story when it dropped? Um, so I looked a little bit into it. Um, I'm excited. I'm a big fan of Damon Lindelof. I'm a big fan of Lost also, so it's mm -hmm. kind of weird, like, JJ did episode nine, and then him he he's gonna take over. What happens next? Being yeah. them being the two minds be, be, um, behind Lost. So um, yeah, no, the, we knew they were cooking something. What it was, we had no idea. We've been growing frustrated not knowing what it is, but I'm glad to know that they're putting like effort into it, having this yeah. secret writer room, having different people from different backgrounds from you know, different even um, women, uh, different um, ethnicities come together and cook up what the next step in Star Wars movies is, is going to be. So I'm, I'm very excited. Yeah. Buck, how about you? Are you excited about this? Again, this is unconfirmed by Lucasfilm at this point, but a lot of the Variety, ET, all these places are reporting. Are you excited for this? Are you a little bit kind of hesitant because some other Star Wars movie news have kind of gone up and down? Where are you at right now with this? I mean, you know, I'm always uh, cautiously optimistic about any film news, but I am excited. I mean, like, you know, again, Damon Lindelof is one of my favorite writers before it comes to television. Um, I loved Lost, you know, loved The Watchmen. So, like, those were... Uh, amazing shows that were groundbreaking. Um, they were definitely the most talked about shows of their time when they were out, yeah. right? Like, um, I mean, I was in the Marine Corps during uh, Lost, and I remember like can't waiting to get back from a deployment so I can get, catch up on the show, you know. Um, and then, of course, Watchmen. I mean, that was must watch TV. Uh, so, and then uh, I enjoyed Ms. Marvel, you know, so there mm -hmm. wasn't any episodes of that that I thought were terrible, you know, like those were all really good. So I think this is a really good, um, you know, crew working and, pop, you know, it happens, it happens. The idea of getting post um, episode nine uh, movie would be great, especially if the rumors are that they're trying to bring back some of the, the cast would be mm -hmm. great. I mean, whether it be Ray or Finn or Poe, I would love to just see Finn and Poe running around. <laughs> 
I'm a Finn Poe shipper, so <laughs> give me give me the uh, some gay Star Wars love. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I guess I saw it this morning or yesterday. I can't remember that on some other interview, someone asked Oscar Isaac if he's ready to ready to come back to Star Wars, and he said, "Yeah, it's, there's been enough time. I've done all this stuff. So if they reach out and it's something that interests me, of course." It's like, oh, dude, I don't know. The timing is a little bit <clears throat> a little bit weird, I, but it is. Uh, I love how just like two years ago he was like, if I need a new house, and now he's right. like, no, no, enough time has gone by to come on. <laughs> it's it's always the same. Again, they're actors. This is their job. So I always get surprised when people kind of I, it's their job. Of course they want to jump into any Star Wars. If there's a cool story, they'll they'll be back. So Bug, you mentioned uh you would like to see Finn and Poe. I'm I'm leaning more on the side to maybe go with other side characters, maybe with uh, Jana or yes. maybe uh, Kelly Marie Tran. Um, what do you think, Alberto? I would I would point? love or, I would love for there to be Rose uh, and Jana out there. That'd be that'd be great. Like obviously, my like I said, my first love would be Finn and Poe, <laughs> but Rose and Jana would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, I I doubt there will be Ray. I don't know why. I don't think it will be Ray. They, they, they said no Skywalker saga. And since she's like Ray Skywalker, I'm not thinking. She... Okay. What I'm, I'll, I'll answer your question in a minute. I'm also surprised about this pairing because Linda Love, like we mentioned, Watchmen, Lost, and then, uh, sorry, I'm messing up the name, Charmaine Obey Chinoy, at least for myself, known for Miss Marvel, which those two, Watchmen and Miss Marvel, are very different. So it's interesting that from this writer group, they decide to bring this director and bring her in early so she has time to have her input in what this story is going to be. So it's very, trying to figure out where this story might go is difficult at the moment. Um, Finn and Poe make sense because a lot of people want to see more about Finn's story, trying to reach out who he was before the First Order took him, try to find other uh, stormtroopers out there that might have defected. Uh, Again, after the war that we, kind of learn between episode six and episode seven, there's still remnants around. So maybe something like that, not focusing on the Skywalker saga, makes sense to bring a big name like Oscar Isaac into it. A lot of people also love the character of Poe. And if you're going to have those two, bring Kelly Marie Tran. I mean, it makes sense for her character to be kind of paired with Finn and the continue that story that kind of took a backside in Nine, which I like Nine. I don't have anything against what happened, except, yeah, uh, we were missing Rose because were watching, she was supposed to be there. So let's continue that story. And if you want to bring Jan and have her and Finn kind of similar in terms of finding more about their past, then that makes sense. But I think just focusing on secondary characters won't be the way to branch out a new Star Wars movie. And I think they have some big names. Uh, Boye has been busy. He's been doing a lot of stuff. So his name is out there also. So. I know. I think uh, Poe and Finn make sense as the lead, but I don't know. It's still. Do you think this takes over Taika Waititi's movie that we know nothing apart from? Maybe it will come out in twenty twenty five. Do you think this comes before and it's going to be that twenty twenty five movie? I think so. Like this. This looks like the furthest along thing they have going on movie wise. Yeah. Every every time they ask Taika, he's like, "Yeah, I'm still working on it." <laughs> yeah, he's be, he's becoming Ryan Johnson. Like, yeah, when I get the chance, I'll do it. It's still there, but I haven't had a chance to do it. But all right, but yeah, interesting and excited that finally 
again, not confirmed, but it's coming. Something's coming. Celebration is only like six months away. So we'll we'll learn more there, hopefully. If 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 Damon Lindelof comes out in celebration, he's like, I have news. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's a trailer. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And anyone watching right now on the chat, let us know if you think this movie is going to happen. What do you think it might be? Or at least what what would you like it to be? Which focus on which characters may go all the different way. Give us Hawk's backstory maybe, and bring back maybe, Captain Phasma or something. Maybe Palpatine has re-returned or something. <laughs> no. I mean, there were a lot of pots <laughs> on Exegol. They just got on a ship and just... I don't know. Or maybe Snoke has, I don't know. <laughs> or maybe it's, I know, the, the, they bring um, Shadows of the Sith and make a movie out of it. Then I oh, spend sure. all my money on it. That's post episode nine. It has Luke. It has no. That was I don't know. That's that was before. before. I don't know. You you got me that brain fog, Audi. Yeah. All right. So let's switch now. Not Star Wars news. So apart from Andor, <coughs> and not funny, but we've been kind of enjoying all these Star Wars TV series. So sometimes we kind of forget that the movies are still kind of what made Star Wars Star Wars. But now we have two series coming out at the same time. And the first, the latest one was Tales of the Jedi. So this was six animated shorts focusing three on Ahsoka and three on a young Count Dooku. And we got them last week. Buck, I'll start with you and we can go through. Let's talk first about the Ahsoka story and then we'll do the Dooku one. I know there's some controversy. We'll jump into it. But Buck, for you, were you excited for Tales of Jedi when it was announced? And then just overall kind of impressions on the Ahsoka story. Oh, I was very, very excited. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're giving, you're telling me you're giving me more animated Star Wars, and I'm, yeah. get, and I'm getting more Ahsoka. I'm, I'm there for it. Uh, Ahsoka is my favorite character. Like I have a whole wall of <laughs> Ahsoka stuff. Um, so like. I was very excited. I was at that celebration when they aired the first episode. Um, that episode was great. Uh, you know, Janina uh, Gavankar being Ahsoka's mom. Uh, that was a great, just a moving tonally ep like episode. Like they really dug into like the like the visual storytelling and just mm -hmm. giving us great visuals. Great, just like not a lot of not a terrible amount of dialogue. Right in that first one, um, and so I was like very 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 excited so i stayed up all uh all night on tuesday <laughs> to watch all, all six episodes all right um so it's funny when this was announced on celebration like you mentioned i was here with oti with roberto we were watching it when it came on the first kind of steals from it and we were all over the moon i love all the design i was excited for it and for some reason as time went on my interest kind of went downhill a little bit uh as time, you mean like three months? <laughs> yes. In three months, I can. I don't want this, and I don't know why. It's maybe when when I kind of learn it's gonna be three focus on Ahsoka, three focus on Dooku, these shorts. Maybe it can. Oh man, I don't know. But as, as we got closer and closer, like the last week, uh, the first kind of review started going on. A lot of people were praising how great they were. So I went with an open mind, not a lot of big expectations to it, and I enjoyed them. It wasn't anything groundbreaking, at least on my end. I prefer the Dooku one, and we'll get that in a minute. But I understand why, especially for people that are fans of Ahsoka, which is the character that, I don't know, for the past 15 years or something has been in the forefront of a lot of Star Wars. And it's, like you mentioned, a lot of people's favorite character. 
So it was cool seeing a little bit of our past and then all the controversy on Twitter started. And we'll jump into that in a second, but I love the animation style, uh, very similar to Bad Batch a little bit. But yeah, like you mentioned, that first episode is just so kind of visual. There's not a lot of storytelling going on. It was a cute episode. I love seeing little Ahsoka there kind of taking over the, the, the big tiger. But Oti, how about you? Were you excited still for this? And sure, sir, did you get a chance to watch it? I know you've been under the weather. Like yeah, that. no. So on Wednesday when I woke up at 4 a.m. because I wanted to watch both things, I, <laughs> that was when I first started to feel that. So I like sat on my couch and watch Andor and then watch Tales of the Jedi. I will say, and it's not a this on Andor, but Tales of the Jedi was my favorite thing Star Wars related I saw on Wednesday. Okay. Um, it it kind of had that Star Wars flavor I was missing, you know, the, the fight of good and evil and, you know, on, on a more romantic level. And, you know, the Jedi and the light side versus the dark. So um, I like the Ahsoka episodes. I really like how they complement the Dooku episodes, but the Dooku episodes, I was like, oh my <laughs> God. <Yeah. laughs> um, what's the controversy? Because I have not seen anything. Oh, all right. So I haven't read what the Ahsoka novel. I haven't read the Ahsoka novel, so I'll just talk about what I've seen on Twitter. I don't know if either of you have read it, and then Bart, you can correct me and enlighten us a little bit more what the issues were. But the I guess the last episode of the Ahsoka one is she's hiding out in this village, and the Inquisitor comes in after one, one of the people there kind of rats her out. And then she saves all of them. She doesn't care. And then she goes to back to bail. Hey, I'm ready to join the fight again. That's kind of when she goes into fulcrum mode. So apparently in the Ahsoka novel, it's the same scene, but they switch two characters in, in the Ahsoka novel were black and queer, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. And they change it to two random, not random, but two white people, basically. So people are saying, really, Filoni, you had a hand in the story of the novel. Uh, Star Wars, LGBTQ characters have been misrepresented or not represented that much. And then when we finally get a chance to see them on screen, they're nowhere, they're nowhere to be seen. They were named characters in the book. These are no-name people. Why? And he, in mm -hmm. an interview that he did, he said, not addressing the controversy, but basically saying that it's the same story from the novel to what we see on the screen, okay. but they changed those characters without any reason. So people kind of said, eh, this makes okay. no sense. Uh, Buck, you've read the book. You're yes. a Soka fan. Kind of tell us if so, I'm right and what are your thoughts on it? So the fans are, are right to be really angry because we have seen a pattern with Dave for a while now taking things and just kind of changing them we, you know a little bit with uh a mandalorian with Cobb vanth and then we saw a little bit in bad batch with caleb doom and the way his mm -hmm. master dies and now this which was the most egregious because again yes you had a, a a queer character of color who was erased from the canon to put a light skin you know presumably straight uh since that's the default quote unquote <laughs> um uh character who doesn't have a name and no real there's a little bit of a, a friendliness between her and ahsoka but uh you you've erased all that from from the quote-unquote canon and we all know that film and then television kind of mm -hmm. there's a hierarchy in the star wars canon. Yeah. so if you're gonna overdo a book you're really just saying ah screw it but this book 
has been overdone so many times like because yeah. uh, they, they, they talked a little bit about the siege of mandalore and <laughs> all the all, most of those details were changed the color of her lightsabers were, were still green in the novel and then how she teams up with bail is very different now because of this this episode and then of course with the the stuff of the village it's like where does the where do they draw the line and what is still canon or he's still playing by george's old rules of of a tiered canon when they've told us at the beginning when they redid the canon that it was going to be one solid canon and that just is all out the window now <laughs> And why? And there's a little bit of a of a frustration from fans of like, why should we care about the novels? Mm-hmm. Why should we care about the comics if you're just going to overdo them for, you know, the sake of television and film? Um, and so there, I know there's there's been some frustration like, why are we going to spend our money and spend our time, even with things as wonderful as the High Republic, if they, these things are just going to be thrown out the window? Yeah, and it's I. It's hard, not hard for me, because I understand where people are coming. I'll it'd be hypocritically of me if I didn't say that when I was watching Rings of Power, and a lot of people were complaining that oh, this is breaking canon. This is not the way it is in this book or whatever. I usually say, hey, shut up! It's a great story. I don't care. Just give me a good story, because this is taking the books and just kind of adapting them for TV. So just whatever, enjoy the story. But I see the difference here because it's taking characters and representation away. It's people that are underrepresented in just media in general, but especially in Star Wars. And so I understand. It's not then I can, hey, it's a, good, it's a good story, just deal with it. But understand that queer characters, um, dark-skinned characters are not something we see in Star Wars a lot. And when we see them, they're usually killed early or kind of not serve a lot to the plot, apart from some characters. But especially LGBTQ characters, we only see them in the novels, basically. And High Republic, we've seen a lot of them. So I understand that, okay, finally, we'll be able to see them represented on screen, even if it's on a short and they'll be there for three minutes. But just taking them out, I understand why a lot of people that felt seen while reading the Ahsoka novel might now feel like you said, what's the point? What am I spending all this money? Because... I'm a big Dooku fan, especially after reading Dooku Jedi Lost. And when I heard, oh, they might change something, I freaked out. And that's why a few days ago, I picked up the novel to double check what they changed. And this is a character that really, if they change one or two things, doesn't affect as much as the change that happened here. So I understand why this happened. And then having Filoni come out and say, yeah, it's basically the same story, kind of, oh, man, that's not the answer you want to give. Um, Oti, did you ever read the Ahsoka novel? I don't know if we've talked about it before. No, no, no. Um, so, like, I totally get it. I think it's completely valid because I think sometimes it can be like Dave Filoni trying to be like the new George Lucas. Haha, I changed things <laughs> just for the sake of it. But, yeah, dude, come on, like, pick your changes. And, mm-hmm. for example, the, I remember the whole lightsaber color, color debacle, but I actually, like, found the reasoning behind that change to be like very powerful because it was like displaying Anakin's sense of control because even she goes like why did you change my lightsabers <laughs> so those kinds of changes you can kind of understand but this one's like why dude like it's it's the digital character you can just like change yeah. it like why so I don't know like cancel Dave I guess like <laughs> do better 
I mean, I've been on a day Filoni, you know, I'm not the biggest fan at the moment. He's great. He, in terms of knowledge hey. of Star Wars, there's no one, I think, that compares to him. But right. some of his story choices I'm beginning to kind of do, you need a new, a new stick or something. And I don't want people now to come and say, oh, well, you don't mind if they kind of switch races for other characters that used to be white and always see them on screen as black or just change gender. I don't care, it's different. We've all seen white characters for a hundred years on film. So let's give other people a chance. It's not the same. Now we're taking a, a gender and a sexual, uh, whatever. Queer characters and black characters changed back to white straight, which is, that's not the way we should be going now. So it's not the same. I can I could already hear one of the arguments that he would make would be like, well, we have Trace and Rafa, <laughs> we already have you know you know a, a two two black sisters yeah you know, that kind of a similar description and I'm like so no it doesn't mean we can't have more characters yeah. that fit this similar description yeah. just be better at character designing <laughs> make them visually distinct mm -hmm. yeah so <clears throat> by the way Mo agrees with everything that we're saying. She's basically saying what you just said, Alberto. Black pe uh, yeah. people of color and queer people have been underrepresented for since forever. Yeah, she just said it really? better than I did. Huh. I mean, oh, we, you're saying, you know, conversely with like Andor, where they're kind of been teasing out, like finally feel like the representation there is okay. This yeah. is for this isn't like you're not just playing it easy. You're not you're not playing it safe. Um, you know, we got the you know, the reason you know you love me line and that, and so that's great. So we have actual representation in Andor, mm -hmm. and then to take it out in the Tales of the Jedi, and you're like, what the hell? You see, other franchises are doing representation well, and Star Wars is still playing it safe. And it's not it's not Disney. You can't just call yeah. it and say that it's not <laughs> Disney anymore. This is no, Lucasfilm. No. This is the yeah. people at Lucasfilm making decisions to actively yeah, take but, away representation. Bob Chappick didn't call Filoni and was nope. like, hey, change those characters. And like, you know, he doesn't care about Bob Chappick doesn't mm -hmm. care about animation for us, so that's yeah, fine. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but yes, we, we can be more than one. We don't need Trace and Rafa to be the only ones out there. there and like you said, the Star Wars competition, people think Star Trek, and I haven't seen the Star Trek animated shows, but apparently they're great, and the representation there, it's a step above well, what Star Wars is doing. And right in Discovery, their live action stuff. Yeah. Discovery and Strange New Worlds has great representation. So it's not just in their animation. They yeah. have it on both sides. <laughs> you get it live action and in animation. So you're like, mm -hmm. you're doing it wonderfully over there. And yeah, I get that like Star Trek started like 11 years before or mm -hmm. whatever before Star Wars, but Star Wars is decades behind on representation. Yeah. Especially something like this that. Ahsoka is one of the most beloved characters at the moment. Might not be my favorite, but for the younger generation that came up with the Clone Wars, Ahsoka is their Luke Skywalker from my generation, right? So you know a lot of eyes are going to be on this series. Like you said, yeah, we have it on Ando with Bell and Cinta, but this is different eyes we're going to be on this. Right. And like Oti also said, it's a different type of Star Wars. Hey, shout out to Bell Cinta. Um, so yeah, they missed the mark and hopefully it gets better going forward but again the animation was great the stories were great for someone that didn't read the the novel it makes sense the way the stories went the way she kind of went back to join fulcrum my critique i'll just say i know i wasn't gonna say because buck is such a fan of ahsoka but 
I'm kind of over with Ahsoka being every important kind of scene that happens in Star Wars. Like, why was she now in Padme's funeral? Again, I go, she wasn't there doing the movie, and I know Clone Wars came afterwards, but... Uh, she didn't exist on the movie. I know, I, and I get that. But it's like, ah, she doesn't need to be in every important moment in Star Wars. So that's where I start getting this fatigue on her. But the way it was done was quick. It was just a quick moment then for her to meet Bale. So, okay, I'll, I'll give it a pass. So I was, it was okay. I mean, I I would... I don't, I don't see any reason why she wouldn't <laughs> show up to that just because of... Um, it makes sense. How many stories we've shown of them being close? I mean, you've yeah. had her be bodyguard it's, for Padme. You've, they've done starship training together. Like they were just almost as close as her and Anakin and Obi Wan. So, um, I it made sense to me. It, it made sense to me. It's not like they they put her in an X wing in the Battle of Javin. <laughs> like oh, Red Six. <laughs> <laughs> just wait for season two. No, uh, again, it's fine. It was great. Uh, uh, what else? Before we jump to the Dooku kind of arc, what else are people saying in the chat? Okay, I see there's I know, a couple of comments. I know that we were talking about um, lightsaber colors and her Ahsoka mm. Shoto is no longer yellow-green. It's just green. So another one of those random changes that <laughs> why? What is the point? Yeah. yeah. Basically, Nick points out that it's still a long way to go with uh, LGBT and people of color. Okay. And more Velcenta. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to them. We'll get to them in a minute. <coughs> in that mirror. All right. So the other three episodes were Dooku, and like you mentioned, Oti, at least for myself, also this was it's story I was more more interested in because the past year I kind of become more of a Dooku fan just after reading uh, Dooku Jedi Lost. Uh, finally, reading um, whatever the other book is that you <sighs> bully me to uh, read. Dark Disciple. Dark Disciple. He shows up mm -hmm. there also. Yes. Uh, same with, um, I just forgot her name. Doesn't matter. So we got Dooku, young Dooku. I really enjoyed this story, especially the last episode. Um, even though I like the first two, these story bits are pretty similar. He goes to a village, the political person in power, the governor, a senator is taking advantage of the people. He doesn't like this and takes matter into his own hands. So they were very similar. Even though the first one he's there with Qui-Gon, then with Mace. But then the last one is Yaddo. Thanks for playing. I'll say I don't care. Yaddo. Okay, you're, hurt, you're still yeah, Thank you. Yeah, bye. That bye. hurt. That hurt. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean you don't care, dude? What do you mean? Alberto doesn't have any emotional attachment to any anybody. No. Dude, come on. I, I gave you Namek, but come on. Yaddo uh, has I'll been there since 99. Dude, the other was there in one movie, no speaking role, and then was taken out. There's the thing, and I talked about this on Space Waffles when I was there a few weeks ago. And this is my problem, not for anyone. I don't have attachment to these glob shittles that everyone does. I don't care about background characters. I have no emotion to anyone. So when, oh, Yellow is coming, and she's the one that's going to find out what Dooku is, is being up to, I'm like, no, I don't care. So thank you. Oh, man. <laughs> and then you speak normally, not like Yoda. Come on. I, well, we knew that was coming. That was yeah, I know. coming. I the High Republic, she was there. She speaks so. normally in High Republic, man. What the hell? Mm -hmm. You think I remember Yaddo in the High Republic? I, I, how, do you not re how do you not remember Yaddo in the High Republic? 
I, I, I swear to you, I didn't. I saw it a few days ago. And I, oh, wow. Yalo was there. <laughs> I, I think he was in Out of the Shadow. Was it Out of the Shadow? I think. Yeah, I talking to. Hope Hope is the uh, our friend Hope has been the one that had to remind me. <laughs> I kept, I kept remembering. Like, oh, yeah, she was there. <laughs> right, Alti. What were your thoughts on Daduku one and Yellow? We I love Yellow. I love her. And Bryce Dallas Howard did a great job Amazing. as Yaddle. and I want Yaddle's story. No. That voice was good. Um, no, but I I love the Duku stories. They. Uh, Duke is a character that we needed more on because mm -hmm. we know he's a very beefy character and we hadn't gotten like much on him. Um, Alberto, I know you love the what's the book's name you mentioned like a couple seconds ago? Jedi Lost. Jedi Lost. Did you see um, Kevin Scott's thread on it? On how he, yes, it? because that's yeah. the reason I went back to read it. As I gotta double check to make sure this makes sense because. Not the same way that people are complaining about the changes in the Ahsoka novel. I'm very attached to that Dooku Jedi lost. Let me double check this. And then halfway through it, I saw the, the thread that he did. And I, and I said, okay, I'm good. It makes sense. Yeah. I And I love learning more about the, his relationship with Qui-Gon. Like, he really loved him. Yeah. And how that just basically pushes him all the way to fully to come into the dark side. Like, wow. Yeah. And I love that we got to see how Camino got erased. Like officially, we see him there, just doo -doo, erase it, very yeah. easy, just delete, walk out, nothing happened, nothing happened. Hey, Jocasa, how you doing? Hey, see you Jocasa. later. <laughs> yeah, Duke, I mean, Qui-Gon's dead. They won't want me here. And that's talking to Yalo later. But also proving that the rule of two is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, we have. It you do cool at the same time as small. Yeah. And yeah. He's he's the Palpatine is the worst Sith. Of, he's the best evil there will ever be, but he's the worst Sith. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you didn't have to go that far to kill him. Oh, you will do the same thing. If, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but you enjoyed the, the Dooku storyline? I <laughs> loved the Dooku stories. I, I was wonderful to see. Uh, you know, master and apprentice stories. You know, mm -hmm. I like. You know, of course, they're going to be kind of always procedural because you know they're being sent yeah. out to deal with a planetary co conflict, and those are very procedural. Uh, but I just, you know, look, seeing young Qui Gon was great. I love getting yeah. more Mace Windu. I love Mace Windu. I know most people don't like Mace. They kind of hate on Mace, but I love I Mace. Mace. <laughs> I was like, yeah. okay, we're back on Mace. The, and then, of course. A yeah that that line when he's like your devotion to the rules is both admiring yes. and and infuriating i was like yeah thank you <laughs> <laughs> but like and then of course the of course with mace getting the council seat instead of Dooku, yeah. you're just like okay <laughs> i just you're just planting those seeds setting it up i mean it, it makes sense like how come i mean like i how i didn't never th thought of that like you know that kind of weird dichotomy of Dooku and Mace. I need to see more of their friendship. Like and now I really want to see more yeah. stories with them. Like like being able to go on missions together and they're kind of talking about the philosophy of the force and the politics of the Republic. That would be mm -hmm. really engaging for me, just a, a book of just them talking. <laughs> I know that's <laughs> boring for most people, but I would just eat that shit up. Uh, uh, 
uh, my dinner with Mace, then just <laughs> sitting down for like right. 150 pages. It's like yeah, just, it they, they want audio drama. We'll just listen to them, they'll start audio drama with the two of them. Yeah, I would too. Um, but yeah, I love that story, even though I said that the plot of the first two episodes is very similar. You see a different way Dooku deals with it. One with Qui-Gon and just going full on dark, choking that senator, and then Qui-Gon kind of coming, eh, you're okay, master, you can let him go. And Qui-Gon going to, to his sons, to the senator, so, hey, go save your father. And then that little conversation they had, oh, you're a better person than, than I am, or something it's very similar to then Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan in Phantom Menace. Yeah. So that was great, and of course, the. The back and forth with the Mace Window was great, especially when Mace gets the, the Jedi Council series. Like, oh, really? You, you just happen to to get it? That's funny. Um, but I yeah, think also understand like understanding where Dooku comes from. Like, right? That was kind of always kind of a question when we saw the, the yeah. prequel movies. You're like, why did this you know former Jedi go to the dark side? And now, you know, we kind of get seeds of it. He goes so dark in the Clone Wars, yeah. right? He, he goes so oh, dark by then. The Revenge of the Sith. So, like, you know, like, how is this person who trained Qui Gon Jinn, trained mm-hmm. by Yoda, go to the dark side, and then seeing like, oh, it's the corruption of the of the Republic, and seeing that own kind of re- corruption here in America, uh, mm-hmm. you're just like, I completely understand why Duke goes to the dark side. Like, seeing politicians, you, you know, and celebrities take advantage of the people who have less taking advantage of the poor um and take everything for themselves and the system does nothing mm-hmm. and it becomes frustrating because it isn't one politician or one celebrity that has done this this is a story that hap- we hear on the news constantly it's it's like every week we hear some new bs story from you know, of people being taken advantage of whether it be from florida or from california i don't care it happens on all sides yeah. and it is frustrating, and you could, I can, like, I don't think I would have reacted any differently in the mo- in that moment. If, if these people were were emaciated, you see their the, the sunken yeah. cheeks, you know, very sharp bones, very had almost no energy, just kind of hunched over, just seeing how, you know, desperate they were to make any sort of change so that they could eat, just eat, survive, and then the senator comes out with you know basically his cops his security guys yeah and starts mowing them down <laughs> it was just like of yeah, course, really... i would have i would have been gone to the dark side too which <laughs> is like no yeah i, I mean I completely understood him yeah dooku at that point he's a jedi right he's there to help people and when he sees that the person he's supposed to be helping is the one that's the evil guy at that point he kind of changes of course he goes a little a step too far but like you said sometimes when the system isn't working, you have to take matters into your own hands. And I'll give for the yellow one. It was a lot more, it was sad. And also, I don't know what the word is. Seeing her getting crushed first by that kind of Lord. gate coming down was, oh, that's rough. But then she's surviving this and Dooku kind of just right there, just turning the lightsaber and mowing her down was, oh, that's, that's rough. So I do get at that point, he's kind of, okay, you're done. There's no coming back because he was still kind of not dark. He was trying to change the way the Republic was working, not go full on Sith. But at that point, it's like, you could see Palpatine in the back, just starting to smile a little like, yes, it is complete. Just in time, a small dies, my other one comes up. 
man, he plays plays too many games in people's <laughs> lives. And Duku making a deal like that for the reason he does, it's mm-hmm. super tragic because it seems like he he wanted to make change in the galaxy and improve the lives of of the people with less. And that's not what happens. Because yeah. <laughs> then oh, it, make, it makes it even he, more. Go ahead, Oti. No, he, he he does the very thing he, he he's mad about. He destroys yeah. worlds. He kills mm-hmm. a lot of Jedi. Like he becomes a monster. Yeah, and it wipes out whole planets. But it, and I know, yeah, in Clone Wars, it did a lot of bad things. But it makes mm-hmm. then more a little bit more sense when we go to attack of the clones and he's trying to tell to turn everyone not maybe to the dark side to oh now we to sith leaders i mean to sith lords but still trying to play that political game like well, you guys are getting duped by the guy in charge of the senate we gotta do something and can always like hey shut up your Kragen will never join you all this stuff he was still playing that ah, i think we can still do something something good from the kind of inside but all right, so as we kind of finish our Tales of the Jedi, so we can jump into Kenobi. I mean, that other show hey, that... I, 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 I'll talk Kenobi. Yeah, we'll go back <laughs> to Kenobi. I'm just, um, well, I was looking for a comment. I can't find it. It doesn't matter. Uh, do you think we're getting a season two, Oti? And if we, yeah, if we do, what, what type of stories... Or what type of Jedi's do you hope we'll get? Uh, if I, I'll double down, I think we'll get a season two sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. I, 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 I even think like in less than a year. Um, what well, type of man? I, I would love uh, Leia. Something with Leia. Um, I don't know what pairing. <laughs> I've seen Leia and Ben Solo. Yeah, sure. That, that'd yeah. be cool, but I definitely want Leia. Yeah, Leia won't make sense. We haven't seen that. We just saw that little clip in. Rise of Skywalker. So it makes sense. Why what about you, Buck? Anything that you would want to see? I would love <laughs> Terrace Nube. Who <laughs> 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 we saw in this this series. Yeah. I think it'd be really fun. My my uh my theory still is that Terrace Nube is the one that says Grogu. Uh, so uh, <laughs> that'd be dope. That's how he yeah. ends up getting caught in in, in Ooh, uh, no. Uh, the fortress uh inquisitorious you know so mm-hmm. i have to say that grogu was there but that's why i think that's why we yeah. see him you know um and then i think for like a dark side story going to like <coughs> some sort of like night sister stuff whether it be mother talzin or i know it's not jedi i know it's not jedi but yeah force users maybe there is a night sister jedi in the, in the like way back because it didn't have to be new republic or yeah. old republic or P- republic time Anytime, I think it'd be great. Just kind of Barris Offy, I see Mo is saying Barris Offy would be great too. Ba- Barris Offy and Ventress would be a cool pairing because yes. Ventress did went to yeah. the academy for a while. So, yeah, we can see Ventress because again, in Dooku Jedi Lost, we see a lot of her talking to her dead master and how mm-hmm. she wasn't taken or didn't go through all the Jedi trials like the other Jedi's and all the other stuff. Give, give us some, I'll take that. I like Ventress also. Generic. Right, you said her master. Yeah. Give us stories mm-hmm. of Kynaric. That'd be amazing. Yeah. All right. So there's a lot, and I agree. I think we'll get another season. I wish it's characters like those that we don't have, haven't seen a lot of, or parts of the story we haven't seen. I hope they know. Oh, let's do a Kenobi one from his time from here to here. It's like, I know I love Kenobi also, but he was some someone yeah, that, that we that we're missing some stories, some background. That's what I'm. That's what I what I'm hoping we don't get. Like. Please don't do an Anakin one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I agree yeah. what Dale is saying. 
Because we are gonna talk Rings of Power a little bit when they say sometimes you have to touch the dark to see the light. I thought a few Jedi touching the darkness. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they like to touch the dark, those Jedi. All right, any last thoughts on those of the Jedi as we jump to Andor? Love All that. Right. Great concept. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of the, the American version of Star Wars Visions, right? It's just a little shorts, but these are canon, so. All right, so let's do it. And the Andor Files. I've been in this fight since I was six years old. Was he? Was yes. he? Was he? <laughs> And I kept it going last week, Alti. I said it for you. Oh, you said it. I said it. We got to keep you in spirit here. All right. So, and oh, man. I have some notes here. Was How else are you going to start this show? I forgot to talk about it. Maybe at the end. Uh, so, episode eight. Now, Kina 5 is here. We Episode seven, they say it was going to be the standalone episode. I think it still works with this one. But I guess this next three are going to be this arc. Alti, you weren't here to talk about announcement. Did you enjoy that episode? And then just some thoughts on Narkina Five, Episode Eight. I yeah, I, I've I liked it. Uh, I liked Episode Seven and Narkina Five. It was a hard watch, man. Like yeah, <laughs> it it was it was a hard episode to get through. Like it's not a lot of joy going on, <laughs> and but I love that. I I think the main theme about it is just like connections and how the Empire and the Dark Side thrives and just cutting them at any way they can and that prison my god like yeah just like a giant scissor of connections <laughs> mm -hmm. is it bad to say that i like those shoes when they came out the first time like oh those shoes yeah. like, they look nice yeah early 90s i think i had some like yeah. those. you know back to the future but i like the colors um buck uh we haven't talked about Andrew. you've been enjoying the series and just your overall thoughts on this latest episode i i have loved the series so far uh again getting a you know mexican lead for a show is amazing mm -hmm. um you know my dad's mexican um <clears throat> so like and there are so many things that andor does that reminds me of my dad <laughs> you know for good or bad <laughs> uh sure. um and then uh, getting, uh, of course, we're going to say Valcinta again, getting actual, actual good, not mm -hmm. like hide it away representation. They still kind of play it a little safe, right? But it's still, like, you can't deny it at this point. Like, it's, yeah. it's so, like, for those two reasons alone, I'm like, this is a good show. But then you have <laughs> the writing and the story that they're telling, and it's it's been fantastic. Yeah, and it, it was great to see this episode and compare it to Tales of the Jedi in terms of why people connect to Star Wars. Like Otis said, he preferred Tales of the Jedi to this episode because that's kind of the Star Wars story he likes. And my show is that some people like the pew pew, other like the, the more detailed story, the more intimate and personal stories. I like both. That's why I love the Dooku one because I love the Jedi, the Sith, and all the dark side and light side and the way the Force connects. That's my favorite thing in Star Wars. But I still enjoy Andor because it's a great written show, great action, um, acting, and the visuals are just great. But I enjoy this. And like you said, Otis, it's, it's weird to say that I enjoyed it because it was a hard watch. Since the episode starts and let's go there with Andor just on his way to prison, they just walked out like cattle on a sale. Where are you from? What's your name? Where are you from? And you're going here, no questions asked. And it reminded me, and he doesn't know what's not Kina 5 and just a tourist. 
I've seen shows and documentaries of people in prison that get moved to a different prison without no one knowing, no one from their family knowing where they're going. And when visitors go, they can't know where their family members are, maybe a hundred miles away so they can go to visit and all this stuff just making it harder to keep that spirit alive and cut those connections like Oti said. So we try to keep it light sometimes here on this show, but like last week, when you're gonna talk politics in Star Wars and real life, it's there, you can't I mean, away from it. This episode, I think, was just like the most explicit. We'll get to uh, the dinner party because there's just yeah. a couple lines there. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But but yeah, yeah. And then when they show they get to the prison, and we got those three guards. So again, you gotta give it to the Empire. At this point, I understand why people might not want to rise up against them because we learned in the previous one, all the sentencing is going up. And here we saw that people that were in prison, their sentence got doubled or whatever. But as soon as they get there and they start getting yelled at, and then when they take your shoes off, I'm like, I don't like being barefoot anywhere that's not my house. So this is already uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But man, the way they got shocked, man, that was hard. Yeah, it was hard, but they get to the prison and we got Snoke, Oti. Kino Loy and the circus is there finally in Star Wars with no makeup and he killed it. He's a great actor. Yeah, no, he's and like, out of CGI, he's but he was amazing. This is my sector. There is seven floors, seven pots per floor, seven tables, seven people per table. I only have 249 days left. You're mine. Don't mess it up. You're playing against everyone here. I'm playing against the other seven floors or whatever. A very sinister kind of, again, he's there as an inmate. Well, it's really a, one of the police I, officers at this point. I would love to see, like, I don't need, like, a, a like, this is just, like, hypothetical, but I would love to see his backstory. Because I'm thinking, like, maybe he's someone who this prison just completely brainwashed and turned mm-hmm. him into this mm-hmm. monster, I guess. Because he's a prisoner there. He's dying to get out. Because that's his whole thing, right? I have these amount of days and you're not going to screw it up for me. So I, I would, I, I think that's kind of the whole thing. Like this prison, it's all white. The food has no taste. It's made to desynthesize you and turn you into like a monster, I guess. Buck, Maybe would you eat list. food from a tube? I was in the Marine Corps, so I didn't know how garbage. Uh. <laughs> you're going to eat what you have, no matter how gross or disgusting it is. Just, yeah. Never Szechuan chicken, please. <laughs> uh, what were your thoughts, uh, Mark, on that first? When we get to the prison, we start kind of seeing what? Because Andor is freaked out. He's like, what the hell did I just got myself into? I mean, I think anyone who's never been to a prison, and I'll say, or in the, the military, uh, <laughs> um, this very similar in, like intake process, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they, they are not any... They're, they are designed, like you said, to desensitize you, to brainwash you, to condition you to be able to follow orders and not to fight back, right? That's the military and in, yeah. in prison. And so, like, both processes feel very similar. When Anytime I've ever seen a prison intake scene in, in, on TV or in a film, it feels very much like being <laughs> at boot camp again. Being back. <laughs> it's like... Um, and it, there is a lot of like, what the F, guys? What is happening? Because you don't know. And they just expect you to do as they say without any explanation, without 
knowing the context of everything, right? You're just going to do as do as I say. If I I don't need to give you an explanation. You just do it. Um, and so that was kind of scary and terrifying, also to see like again like we've been talking like we've been talking about in america for a long time mm -hmm. our prison system being very much for profit mm -hmm. um and what are the ethics of having people in prison and if they're meeting a quota um and to keep quotas up we're you know giving trumped up charges and extending prison stays that happens in america yeah. and i think people just don't like to see it. And so the fact that it's happening in Star Wars, oh no, Star Wars is too political now. It's not political. It's literally just facts. Yeah. It's not even politics. It's just facts. Um, and so I like I it's, like that they're not holding back on that. It's funny because it's not even taking opposition. It's just like reflecting no. a mirror to it. It's like, this is what's happening. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, again, reflecting <laughs> a mirror that comes yeah. up later. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm a mirror showing you what you want to see or, or something, which is not what we want to see. Right? Oh, America, land of the free. Everyone's kumbaya here. Come, come here. No, and yeah, I mean, prison systems for the longest time has have been, like you said, for profit. Where you have corporations that that's their job. They build prisons in different places, isolated from everyone, and just mm -hmm. it's free labor. Right? They say it's another type of kind of slavery in terms of people are here for free labor or minimal, and they're just taking advantage of so. We, a lot of times, we don't see our heroes in that position. And then, like we say, it's not going well for Andor, but Oti, this is one of the kind of cameos that I like. I mentioned last week, you weren't here. You, Lauren, came out. I'm like, eh, whatever, you're fine. Because I didn't yes. know. I had the captions on. I didn't even catch it. This is this, this is this, this is Melshi. I'm like, oh, Melshi, I know who you are. You're going to be part of the rebellion soon. You like seeing Melshi? And he's I did down. Not, uh, I, 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 I realized it, it was Melchi like on Friday. <laughs> I did not care. <laughs> I, I did love you, Lauren, though, and I love you, Lauren, this episode. Oh, you know, pl playing Candy Crush, playing Candy Crush while Miro is doing her thing. Yeah. Yeah, I have it here. Just look in the center there, like my wife says. Oh, it's just like a Zoom call, and people don't pay attention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Doc, love seeing. Did you like Melshi? There you go. I love. I mean, okay. So like, I think I've seen Rogue One more than any of the new Disney films. So Melshi and I, you know, obviously I love Rogue One. Uh, <laughs> so see, so knowing who he was on site, like I recognized the face yeah. before they even named him. I was like, is that Melshi? <laughs> like, so I was very excited, and so that just like seeing like that he's known Cassian for this long. Mm -hmm. And just how important he is through, like, even though he's not really a, a main character, how important he is on Scarif to make make all the things happen. It just really warms my heart to see that he's here. And hopefully they escape prison together. Yeah, now I'm sad because I know he's going to die in Rogue One trying to get to that master switch. I'm like, oh, man, I, you were there from the beginning. He's yeah. down. He's like, don't think about your number. Nothing's going to change. Just come here, do your job, go to sleep. We'll do it again. We're never leaving. Forget about it. To then being the one that rescues Jinner. So you want to get out of here? He's the one. So yeah, yeah. Moshi, good for yeah. you. There we go. That's your Tales of the Jedi, Moshi. I love it. <laughs> um, but... What are, what, are, what are they building? Do you think it's something that might come into play later? Is it part of the Death Star? Is it just some weird three-pronged machine? I think it's just a three-weird 
three-pronged machine. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I could think of is like maybe they're like the TIE fighter joint at the mm. where the Sure. The shields connect to yeah. the body. I don't know. I could just figure one. it out. <laughs> uh, let me just highlight a few a few comments before uh, we go. Uh, right. I, I just want to say I literally saw people going like, "Well, I think they're gonna go into Snoke's backstory." Then oh. they saw Andy Serkis. I was like, "No, guys, come on!" And I've also seen people be like, "They haven't gotten into Star Killer's armor and job." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my god." <laughs> This is why we can't have nice things. No, the <laughs> best thing on um, it's not even the full armor, it's literally just the helmet on other armor. Yeah. <laughs> I the my favorite thing of loot and shop that a lot of people kind of noticed when I think on two episodes is the Jedi Guard armor mask, mm -hmm. the white mask with the gold. Oh, That's yeah. I love that one. And then oh so Kanan's gonna be in the show? Sorry? <laughs> is Grand, the Grand Inquisitor, man. The Grand Inquisitor gonna be in the show? He will see in Kenobi. You gotta connect those dots. Well, we know Jar Jar is coming. They have the the Gungan. The, the shield is the there. Yeah, Jar -Jar the shield is back. <laughs> All right, Dale is saying that it's, he was six years old when the Empire stepped in and took over. Guys, the it's a joke. It's a joke. I get it. <laughs> yeah. And then Nick is right. It's a prison with electric chairs on the floor, which is an incredible idea if you want to keep people behaving. Depending on how you define incredible. <laughs> Yeah, and then Melshi, come on, this there we go. Mo is Team Melshi. Huh. All right, so also, does we see that prisoners want to ask Cassian about what happened? I guess about right. Aldani and the rebels, <coughs> and that's Melshi's like, forget about it. Do you think it's because they want to know that something's happening out there, or they're looking for someone to blame for their prison sentence? Kind of double. That's the way I took it. Like. Someone out there messed us up. And if we find yeah. out who we're going to take him down, and Anders like, eh, I know nothing. Mm, I don't think I saw it that way. I think they're desperate to know what's going on out there. I think they know things are changing. Yeah. And they want to know. All right. I mean, so we haven't... haven't had any news, right? They haven't had any news. Yeah. They, they aren't gonna get, they're not getting phone calls home. Right? They're yeah. not getting any sort of yeah. like conjugal visits or anything like they are <laughs> stuck on this planet with yeah. no communication to the outside world. Nick points <laughs> out that the the team looked like a Formula One uh, crew. <laughs> Changing yeah, things but so yeah, fast. We had a time jump. It's been 30 days since Andor has been there. And by that time, they're a proficient team, like Nick said. They're working quickly. They're winning their their 12-hour day shift. God, man, I complain about eight hours. And that's 12 hours with no break and just working the same repetitive thing. I've worked jobs. You're basically on a line, just doing the same thing over and over. And after two days, you're brain dead. So imagine doing this for years. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we got the prison escape coming soon because we've seen it on the trailers. Hopefully, Melshi comes we, into we it. Have. Yeah, there's a part on the trailer where you see them just kind of running down this long tube when they're kind of when the guy is doing the hand signals to the other one on the other one. There's a part on the trailer that everyone's running through. Can't remember, but okay. Did you even? I don't think you watched the trailer. Oh no, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler, oh. sorry, it happens. <laughs> they're gonna escape. All these happen. It's coming. They soon. are. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> you won't die there. And Vel gets to talk to Mon Mothma. Mm-hmm. 
I thought was going to happen on this episode. Okay, no, let's, let's stop with the spoilers. I had no idea. <laughs> Dude, it's on Twitter. It's the official Andor tweets. Uh, hey, hey, racism and fascism is on Twitter, and we don't have that here. So don't don't say it's on Twitter. <laughs> All right, sorry, my bad. Let's let's change subjects real quick. All right, so the prison he'll escape sooner or later. So let's jump to I, the party. Yeah, I, I just want to say I, a character trait that I love from Andor. I love that he's looking at everything. Like, yes, and that's how he catches the the people doing the the sign language because he's mm -hmm. just like I, I don't know if it's a thing like how am I gonna get out of this? But I just love that. I think yeah, it, it comes down to like a, a, a tactic that you see in certain communities, especially for those of immigrant communities or those who are like first or second generation communities, where you have to be observant everything that's going on around you because um, it's cops. And if it's not cop, it's a rival gang. And if it's not rival gang, it's like somebody trying to steal your car, or like one up you. It's just like I, I see. I saw it a lot with my my dad and my my uncles living in Los Angeles. You see see it in certain communities. Um, I, you just, you you have to be observant to survive. You have to know what what that person is doing and that person is doing and that person is doing because, so you know if that person pisses that person off, then you know no. or if that person no. somehow has something that that person wants, you have to know what's going on. And I love that they show that they see they show that in the show because that is how Cassian becomes such a good spy. Mm -hmm. And I'll bring some of my own. And personal experience into it. Yeah, showing how he'll be a great spy. You guys are on the same page. You talked about out here about Fiesta de la Calle San Sebastián in Puerto Rico, this big event that happens every year. It's all Mardi Gras, basically. And this is back in, let's say, 2002 or something. So almost about 20 years ago. I was there with some friends. I think I was with my cousin at the time, walking with all San Juan. And they say, hey, if you go to down to La Perla, that's where they have cheap beer over there you can go. And I'm going, I'm talking to a friend of mine on the cell phone because she was supposed to be there. She didn't show up, kind of stood us up. I'm like, where the hell are you? All this stuff. And I'm walking in on my cell phone. There's people from the houses yelling to me, hang up the phone. And I'm just dead set of, I'm going to go to this place from point A to point B. Hang up the phone, hang up the phone. I'm not paying attention. There's a line of people up front, all dressed the same way, red shirts, I remember. Hang up the phone, hang up the phone. The closer I get, hang up the phone and I finally realized, oh crap, they think I'm talking to the cops, I'm talking to someone, telling where people are. I gotta hang up and pay attention to what I'm doing because I might not make it out. So yes, it is very important in it's, certain situations to pay attention to all your surroundings. I just wanna comment like La Perla now and La Perla in 2002. I'm sure. Totally different <laughs> places. Uh, La Perla is basically like our favelas or something. Mm -hmm. um, and back in the day, uh, Alberto, you could have been shot. <laughs> I know. It took now it's a very touristy place, but back yeah, the back day, then it was. And if you were there, you there was not a lot of reasons to be down there. Nope. And I almost didn't make it out, but finally I paid attention and thank you guys yeah. for giving me a couple of chances before they stepped up. Now my parents go there. I'm like, oh yeah, we were at the bar. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> oh man, how things change. <laughs> um oh, but, I tell you, it's, it's very touristy now. Yeah. I gotta go back. All right, so that's basically with the prison scene. Um, I'm guessing this is gonna go for the next two episodes. I doubt that he'll escape next one, but like you were saying, as soon as he comes over, he's getting processed. He, he sees where the boots are. He saw that one of the guards came in late because something happened with the tech. So probably he's gonna get all that into place. 
and then kind of try to escape maybe with some hand signals to the other tubes or everyone to just cause chaos at the same time. And hopefully Melshi then kind of is the one that brings him into the fall now, into the rebellion. But all right, Oti, I'll let you go ahead and start. Let's talk about the party. Mon Mothma throws her second dinner party. Finally, we're getting those parties. Eventually, I think the Empire is going to show up. Why are you throwing so many parties as in Leia, Princess of Alderaan? Even though that was more with Bale, but you know. Talk to me about the party, Oti. We right. have Mon, we have Kaitoma back, our friend uh, Perrin is there. I, I don't think I have the mental capacity to like sum it all up, but I, I like three things about it. One, we learned that Perrin was like uh, <laughs> when he was in high school. Yeah. Um, I, I would love to see that change in, in character. Um, that scene when they're talking about Palpatine and they're basically going like, yeah, he's not a good guy, but he says it like it is. Oh, yeah, oh man. Just change Palpatine for DT. Um <laughs> And that part when they're talking about the the enhanced prison sentences and they're mm -hmm. going like, well, if you do nothing wrong, then you don't have to worry about it. Like, yeah, oh like what's uh, what did he say? He says so if you do nothing okay. wrong, you have nothing to worry about. And then I think Mom Mom was Mom Moth uh, says something. About, I worry about his definition of wrong. Yeah. Oh, man. It's like oh, just so real world, <laughs> all those conversations that, that are going on. Yeah. Buck, what was your kind of feeling on the dinner party? They're eating some worms, some so <laughs> drinks. And Tycoma singing a lot on Kurosan and on in Mon Mothma's house. What's going on there? I, uh, I'm curious about what's going on with Lita. There was she had a she was acting a little weird. I don't know if it was just because like she's suspecting that there's an affair going on, mm -hmm. or Ooh. if she's got her own stuff going on in the background. But there was that that whole interaction was a, a little shady, and you're like, yeah, you're like family drama. Okay, we're we're adding <laughs> to it, and we already know that people think that Mon Mothma is that type of woman because mm -hmm. you know Tarkin thought she was having an affair with Bale and the Princess yeah. of Alderaan book. So, <laughs> um, so. It was easy for you to to be able to 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 think that if you've read that book, mm -hmm. <laughs> like that it might be a thing. Um, and then, of course, just seeing her play politician, right? Like coming in and talking about like, oh, this view that we ha have had, we don't ever stare stare out, stare out the window for forever. It was nice to mm -hmm. meet you. Just her, just kind of put on that yeah. like, hi, you know, like that that face that she she says that mask, you know, it's all a lie. We we're, we're seeing that in the show, and that has been wonderful. You just seeing. All of the moving pieces it takes to to be a politician, whether for good or ill, or, you know, whatever whatever side it is, to be able to play um, whatever part you need to play in the moment has been it's been fun to see her play a politician. Yeah, and I have it here on my notes. What's up with Leda? Because mm -hmm. she's showing up. Last two episodes is when Ty Comas there. She goes straight to them. It's like, is she there because Perrin is sending her to kind of spy on Mon? What are they talking about? Or is it that, I don't know, on her own, she thinks there's something happening? Or is it the filmmakers trying to make us, hey, maybe Mothma and Ty had something and secret daughter? I don't think that she <laughs> oh might be on that. We're on Space Waffles. And then we're like, yeah, I don't think, we don't think that Mon Mothma is that type of person. But it's weird that she shows up at that point, kind of, hey, I'm looking for that. He's over there. Okay, bye. Really? You're going to just walk your own house and find him? Something's going on there. I don't know why. 
But yeah, there's that scene like you mentioned, Otti, talking to the other senators or politicians. And she's just asking questions. Oh, what do you mean? Oh, what's his intentions? What do you mean? Like that. So that was great. Every time they mentioned Palpatine as like he, oh, he's just a senator, he doesn't do a lot, he's just kind of whatever, he's there. No, he's not. And also we got confirmation that they were married at 15 years mm -hmm. old, as it was tradition on their planet, which yeah. I forget. To each their own. <laughs> yeah, I mean, each people their own, right? Like, no, that yeah. was the quote, right? Like, we see each people their own. Yeah. Like somebody <laughs> said, and it just is it's wild to me to think of this relationship. That it seemed like there had been, even if it was arranged, some sort of affection there in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I kind of think that part of the reason there is a distance between them now is if we go back to the uh, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, cutscenes with Mon Mothma, they talk about having to keep it all a secret that can't tell nobody. And that was kind of a way of like putting drama and distance between Anakin and Padme. But what mm -hmm. if that is one yeah. of those things that now leads to the, the, the distance between Perrin and Mon because she has been suspicious and put up this wall, you know, 15, you know, or however many ever years ago uh, because of this rebellion that she's been running. And how, how might that? poison and hurt a relationship a marriage right like because you you have the secret other part of your life mm -hmm. um there's no way he doesn't suspect something yeah. what that is yeah. is you know and, and there was a little bit not that much but right at the beginning of the party i can't remember exactly what they said but i think parents said something to effect that all oh, the rebels should have thought better about what they did on aldani because now the way the empire kind of reacted and mouth mouth is like hey you you I don't know. They did it. That's that's when she says, like, you used to be a firecracker in the academy or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sagrona, whatever the cheer is. Um, Good cheer. Yeah. And we learn, like, they're watching the banks. She wants to move, like, 400,000 credits. Tycom almost falls down on his chair when he hears <laughs> the amount of money. It's like, oh, there are changed people in the banks. They're watching everything. So I guess it's going to be very interesting to see where this storyline goes. I just want to mention they confirmed the existence of imperial auditors, and I'm an auditor, so I, I was like, I could have a job in Star Wars. There you go. You can be in the background of one of those chairs, like, like freaking. Uh, this uh, does not fit in with anything. Yeah, just go with. What's okay, you want those cubicles? Yeah, one of those with Cyril, one of those giant mm -hmm. cubicles. There. <laughs> no, that that's not what I do. For I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's, that's what the Empire has for you. You'll mm, agree no. to go to that. Uh, the Cyril's Bureau of Standards. A, Bureau of Standards a, for all. Uh, by the way, uh, can, can we can we talk about the fascist sexual tension? No, not yet. Go ahead. I don't. Mm -hmm. Oh, I had that at the end. You're talking about Deidre and Cyril. Yeah. yeah. We'll you know, I'm waiting for it. We'll finish with the ISB. We'll go quick. So Luthen and Cleia, Mo, I remember Cleia's name. I wrote it down. I don't have to ask you in the chat was the person that works with Luthen. So Luthen and Cleia, they shut down the Ferrix connection when Bix is trying to reach out to find more about Andor. You're sleeping. I'm not sleeping. I'm just, I need this to work. They shut it down and then get to it. He goes visit a little guy by the name of Saw Guerrera. He's back. Finally, Buck, what are your thoughts on So and Luthen? Another great conversation. We've seen mm -hmm. still the rebellion, like Luthen said, we're all fighting separately. If we don't get together, nothing's going to happen. And So's like, you all suck. 
I'm the only one that knows how to do this. I think this is a very interesting commentary on the Democratic or left. Oh, okay. Because you see that the that the right generally tends to feel very homogenous and like together, and yeah. Democrats generally tend to be in different factions, right? Like, yeah, you're right. and we can't we can't be as effective if we're not fighting together, and we don't really try to fight together. We're like your people over there and my people over here, and we're gonna do what we're gonna do, and I'm not gonna to spend money on our fight for for your cause because it's gonna put my people at risk or whatever. And then of course the right continues to win because we yeah. cannot come together <laughs> for this, any for any reason. This also reminded me a lot, uh, Alberto, you know this, Puerto Rico University is very famous for its strikes, the mm -hmm. student strikes. And I have a friend who was usually very involved in them. And he would tell me these stories that when the university was on strike, that they would close it down. And they were from like maybe 10 student groups and they would walk around with bats because they did not trust each other and wow. because each group had like different objectives and different ways to do things. And they were all there for the same reason. But since they all had different tactics and different, maybe slightly different end games, they would constantly be, be fighting. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> you guys are there for the same reason and you can't get along. So that for me was very real world. Yeah. And so and you see, you see it in the political discourse when it comes to um, presidential candidates, right? Like we could never have. It was surprising in some ways that Biden was able to get elected because mm -hmm. it's often it's like, well, it's not my candidate, and I don't agree with X, Y, and Z of this 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 candidate, so I am not going to vote for Biden, which became like a really terrible way like we, we felt like we were, we were really trying to get people to vote because if we didn't all vote for biden as much as we may not have liked yeah. him we, we were going to lose to trump and that was yeah. and it was and we're again and it's every every other year we're going through that same thing like if we if we don't all vote and vote for you know the same people then we're not we're going to give ground to dem, uh, the the republicans and and the right these extreme fascist hateful people and you know we and if we don't all like seriously like mm -hmm. vote for these people we're we're just gonna lose we're just yeah. dividing amongst ourselves it's a great segue to remind everyone the vote. the midterms yes. are coming next week when a weekend yeah next week vote i voted early by mail last week pretty easy you gotta do it guys if not go mm -hmm. out there you don't vote don't complain and this is a time that it's a lot to complain about, and this is the only way we're going to be able to do it. And yeah, you're right, Bob, because people usually just go with the familiar and what's comfortable. When we got the primaries, Biden wasn't my first choice, for probably my third or fourth, but for most people, he's the safe choice. We know more <laughs> about him. Let's not go too extreme to the left. Like you said, everyone has a different agenda. But by the end, if it wasn't Trump, that we knew that that was the worst choice ever, I think people might use them i know i voted for biden just just uh, stay away or do something else and then whoever was the other candidate might have won from the Repo republican side but they had the worst person ever which unfortunately might come back if we don't vote so probably go ahead and vote but yeah i hadn't seen it that way but you're completely right we want to say that everything here is kind of showing the kind of the, the the right and how bad everyone is but also on the left we gotta make yeah. sure that we unite for one purpose amen yeah <laughs> 
But I love that scene. Finally, we saw Saw Guerrera. He'll be back because we didn't get that. Let's call it war scene. So he'll be back. But I love that he said, I'm the only one with clarity of purpose. And then I love Luther. Oh, anarchy is a very, oh, what is it? Like really cool choice or something. Uh, I also love that they don't want to give, oh, you're the one that did all Danny. No, I thought it was you. Oh, that was, you would say what I would say. Yeah. <laughs> That 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 was great. He's like, that's what you would say if you would have done the Aldani. Yeah, <laughs> that was a great scene. Yeah, and it's going great back to, mm -hmm. to Odie's point about these uh, protests at the college. Like, I think there's a, a bit of distrust because you never know when somebody in the group is on the take or yeah. reporting back to you know, the the empire or the people in charge, right? So you never know. And I, I think that's why where some of that distrust comes from. And it's easy, you know, the empire is spending all this time dividing the people, which is why later, as much as I may not like the movie and Tross, you know, they say, you know, there are more of us, right? Like, you yeah. know, we, we got to fight together. Like they, that was one of the great, the great messages of Tross. Like I will give that, that movie yeah. that. Like that is one of the great messages. Like we have to fight together yeah. in order to win. And I think this is kind of reinforcing that that point. Yeah, I can't that believe we got Buck to say something positive. About I know we should end the show, <laughs> and with that, stay safe, be safe. Uh, but it also shows like Saw not trusting whoever the guy was that Luthen was bringing in. And he's like, I'm not gonna risk put my people in at risk anymore for someone I don't trust and I don't know. Props to Mo. I'm sure she'll like this. Around the same time, he had to leave Genoa behind not trusting everything i'm here just leaving you for for your own sake if things went wrong trusting trusting the wrong person it's not at the point of trusting anyone else to put his people at risk and also from luther that he said we want the empire to come down hard because oppressions build rebellion a great line that unfortunately a lot of people will have to suffer for more people to stand up and there I, are more of us i see his point but i just can't agree with him like yeah. I, I don't think he's wrong, but like, I'll say causing more pain. Ugh, I don't know. What <laughs> I, what I will say about so because a lot of people say so was right. My mouth was too soft. So new. I'm sorry, Mo. I know I'm gonna talk bad about so Guerrera. I understood what he was trying to do, but he didn't care how many regular people he took out as long as he uh, killed one uh, or two uh, Imperials. So like, your methods are not the best. So I can't give you 100% props. I yeah. think Saw's a great character, but I don't think he would have been an effective like leader of a rebellion. Yeah, most right. I was going to say. I was going to say this. Yes, the last time he worked with someone else, he lost Jin. And I was going to say that isn't that long ago. Like this yeah. is maybe no. a year later. Maybe no. like yeah. he just lost Jin. So that was Mo. Yes, good point. Because I was going yeah. to bring that I'm up. Just... Like that is so recent to him, and that was the person he was probably closest to yeah. for all those years. Yeah, and she's gone. Yeah. So who does he have? Yeah, man. He was a We're little gone. bit of gene. Yeah, I'm just going to highlight real quick, Nick, because I, I forgot this line. Charity begins at home, and parent just turns back like, you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, he was going to turn around and kill the Yeah, because as he's walking, he just turns around you. Yeah. Oh, Perrin. You think Perrin's going to turn her in? Something's going to happen with Perrin. I don't know. I, I'm dying to I know what's going to happen with them. Yeah. I could see um, it. All right, so let's finish up with this before we jump to the ISB. We go to Ferrix, and let's talk real quick about Bell and Cinta. Bell is there. She's following Bix. Bix is checking up on on Mira. Mira? Mira? I forgot their name of. 
Marva. Anders Mar- Marva. Marva, sorry. Like Martha. Yeah. Martha. Oh, that's that's how it's going. Everyone's gonna get safe when when Didra walks in. I got you. Oh, tell Marva. Why did you I say that her. name? Oh, yes, I don't know. <laughs> oh man, we got to talk about BBS. What's wrong? I like. I enjoyed it. Anyway, I love I love BBS. <laughs> So let's balancing that book. We talked a little bit about it when we talked about Tesla the Jedi and the Ahsoka book. Cinta's back. We hadn't seen her. That's we saw her. she was still on Aldani. She made it there. She's helping Vel kind of spy on Biggs as they're trying to find Andor. But she kind of understands, hey, we can both stay here. They're gonna know something's up. I'm gonna stay behind and look out and see what happens. And Bell is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We just finally got back together. We haven't seen each other in so long time. You're just kicking me out. And they have very different opinions, I guess, of where this future is going to be or what's important for Sintas, the rebellion comes first, right? That's all mm-hmm. that the fight comes first and Bell wants to kind of get away, I guess. What were your thoughts on just their relationship? And then also we get a little bit more official representation, but just on their kind of different views, especially when Cinta kind of throws at her face, Bell can, oh, who are you going to be to kind of, people don't know who you are, I'm just a rich girl that had to run away or something. What were your thoughts on this interaction? I, uh, it did make me think a little bit of like Kanan and Hera, right? It's a relationship that okay. was a relationship, but we're not very explicit, right? But mm-hmm. if they weren't fighting the re- you know the empire they would have probably been together at that point yeah now granted the reason they <laughs> right like they would have gotten together was order 66 so no it wouldn't have happened um and so i think this is definitely one of those things is like uh as queer people like um wanting to be able to have the things that like we see heterosexual people have um you know just the ease of being able to have a relationship and mm-hmm. ha- get a home and have kids and you know you know the white picket fence and a car and a dog and all you know they're the basic things and and wanting that more than anything but so many times we have been we have had to fight and continue to fight and put those relationships to the side so that way we we can um make sure that we are safe and make sure that um we don't just let evil prosper you know we're seeing Mm -hmm. again all these stupid um uh laws and and things that are being put into place against trans people we saw it in florida this week um you know just like and we can't it's hard to sit down and have you know be comfortable you know with you know a a family and a relationship we when people are losing their rights and losing their ability to to have you know peace and happiness right like it would my peace and happiness doesn't really mean anything if other people can't also have it. Yeah. yeah I mean, great way of putting it. Uh, Cause yeah, at that point, just watching it as a, as a fan, I guess, of Star Wars, like yeah, you can still think about the future. Why can't both of you stay and just kind of figure it out in terms of one synthesis and we both can stay because they're going to know something's up. That's and true. then I saw someone kind of pointing out and it's not a spoiler, just kind of, thinking out loud that when we heard that line, when Cinta says, oh, I'm just a rich girl running away, obviously talking about Vel, and then we just said, again, it's on the trailer, Sati, we just mentioned it, Vel and Mon Mothma are gonna meet at some point. Is there a relationship there maybe that Vel and Mon are related in some capacity or they know each other and 
I don't know. Maybe there's something there. I've seen speculation that um, Vel is Luthen's daughter. Yeah, I saw that at the beginning. It might be because Luthen got some money. That kind of trading of weird artifacts leaves some money. Um, Oti, any thoughts on the on what happened on on Ferrix, especially between Vel and Cinta I before mean, we jump to the ISB? Yeah, no. Um, what? The villain Sinta thing was interesting for me because based on the Aldani mission, I thought I would have thought that maybe Vel was the like hardcore one and maybe mm -hmm. Sinta was just like following along. But now it seems like the opposite. Like uh Sinta's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. First the rebellion, then everything else. And and Vel's like, Oh, come on, I just want to have a date with you. And which is fine, by the way. So that was very interesting for me. And the whole Marvel thing was kind of heartbreaking. Like seeing Bix and uh, I forget Cassian's friend's name. Brasso. 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 COVID brain. Alberto's abusing <laughs> okay. me here with this. Okay. Um, so <clears throat> um, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> it happens. So Marva. So she's trying to open the secret tunnel mm. so that Rebellion can walk in and take the Empire. I love wait, that. Wait, I love wait, that she's a rebel till the end. That's gonna come back in some way, I think. Yeah, yeah. Foreshadowing, <laughs> you mean? Um, but yeah, it's like after what happened in Aldani, she's kind of taking the fight again, and then she's walking down to Rick's Road, I guess, every day, walking past the stormtroopers, and she fell. Doesn't want any help. The mm -hmm. what is it? The sisters of Spherix can take her in, and she doesn't want to. We know people like that; they don't want to leave their home. This is where their whole life has been, where they feel comfortable. I'm staying here till the end. So yeah, it was great seeing Marva's kind of. I feel like they're definitely setting her up to be a sacrificial lamb. I think some people will, will call it being fridged for <laughs> the point of making Cassian be committed to yeah. the rebellion. But I think it'll be more than that. I think it'll be, I think Marva will be the catalyst for Ferrix rising up against um, the Imperial forces on Ferrix. Because yeah. uh, yeah, she's a symbol. Yeah, she's very clearly loved amongst yeah. the community. So I think I definitely see her being the catalyst, like her death being the catalyst for Ferrix rising up. Yeah. And the person that might be involved with her death, if it does happen, might be a little imperial agent by the name of Deidre Miro, which has taken over the, the sector. And she's laying down in this high-end meeting, step by step, everything has been going on, everything that she wants. And you're Lawrence there just looking at his tablet, not giving an F about it. And he's like, I'm listening. <laughs> just looking at Twitter, just going out. So, <laughs> Moss really bought this crap. Um, but yeah, Oti, you said you mentioned you, Lauren, the last episode. You loved it here. Uh, just your take on this as Deidre is just laying her plan. We got Axis, which is similar to Fulcrum. Axis, yes, yeah. everything revolves around it. Fulcrum is the central point. Do you think this is the first kind of inclination that we'll officially get Fulcrum kind of mentioned soon, maybe season two, but they just take it from then. Oh, Axis, I like Fulcrum better. I don't know. Sounds cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, Buck? <laughs> I I mean, I immediately thought of, of Fulcrum. Um, I, don't... I did not think about this. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I will. COVID brain. It's okay. Um, <laughs> I, I um, you know, it's ever present because we're dealing with Cassian and mm -hmm. we know that he was a fulcrum uh, and so I don't want to see 
I don't want to see Ahsoka. As much as I love her, oh, I don't no, want to no, see no. But I definitely want to see him being cemented as in, in that group of the Fulcrum agents, um, being a key a key person in the in the spy agencies, and it definitely taking over for um, Luthen. Because I don't see how Luthen survives this series. I don't. Yeah. I don't think he survived. I, I think he might do something really drastic. Uh, he he's clearly been trying to uh, stay under the radar and uh, moving too many pieces, but he's too key to all of this, and it all comes back to him at the end. So I think the the Empire might take him out at, at some mm-hmm. point, probably I, in season two. Yeah. I really, I really hope he gets some redemption, because he's not a great guy. <laughs> no. You've got to do not, some not great things to take down mm-hmm. an Empire. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he's not going to make it. How he goes down, we'll see. But he's not going to make it. Uh, Cash but yeah. and Ander. Cash and Ander. <laughs> um... Yeah, I don't. I hope we don't get Ahsoka. And if we get it, last episode kind of just handling handing the mantle of Falcon season to handle. two, season two, episode five. <laughs> Calling it. Mark it down at one hour twenty eight right. minutes. Alti said Ahsoka. Cashin Ander meet Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka Tano. Um, so all right, Alti, you mentioned sexual tension. We have Didra Miro going to interrogate Cyril Karn. Because his report doesn't make sense. He keeps filing false reports on someone named Cassian Andor five times. Six, actually. I wasn't counting today. Sit down, shut your mouth, and listen. I, I love Deidre. I just wanted to because... make out and close <laughs> off. <laughs> um, I, you know, I love my Imperials. So, like, seeing them together, I was like, yes, finally. They're just such losers, both of them. <laughs> Just and I, I don't know. I, and the minute she's, he gives her what what she wants, and she's leaving. He's like, I can be useful. Like I can be useful, <laughs> dude. Come on, dude. I we saying since the beginning. Oh, there's gonna be some relationship there. Give us an imperial relationship. We haven't seen there. We haven't seen that. But in this episode, I love that she just put him in his place time and time again, especially when he goes, I can be of service. I was a good agent. I did say, and he's like, you talk, you say something one more time. You're not going to be talking to me. I'm <laughs> done with this. I, 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 think she, has, I think she's intrigued. I think she's intrigued. He'll come yes. back. But I like that at that point. She's like, dude, I got stuff to do, and you're no one. He also has the most haunting line in the whole show. Which is is anything too aggressive in the pursuit mm-hmm. of order or whatever, yeah. right? Like, I just yeah. like what? <laughs> like, that's terrifying. Yeah, Absolutely yeah. terrifying to have that kind of mindset that he doesn't care about people; he only cares about order. Yeah. And what is it? That's that's his Joker moment. What people say that his villain moment right there. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> wrong with a little story. order. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> wrong with a little order. It comes back to our friend. Uh, well, yeah, I love that scene. Like I tweeted out, every hair is perfect. Every comb, everything, there's nothing loose in both of them. But I love Deidre, and the more I get with her. And then we go to Ferrix. She took their friend, where is it, Pac? Beat that crap out of him. I love when I she I love said, that scene. Oh, you want us to, to take him out? No, no, let her see. And as soon as she walks in, she moves out of the way. What are you doing? Just take him out. <laughs> so yeah, she's a, she's a terrifying villain. For the regular people down there, it's it's hard. It yeah. is unsettling to see an imperial be so good at yeah. their job. And right? he, like, 
I, I'm loving how we're, we're seeing the Empire affect the day-to-day lives of these people. Because we usually see them do, like, big things, like blow up mm-hmm. a planet, which is bad. They blow up <laughs> planets, they take out cities. But not, this is, like, way more concrete. Like, just seeing them get to this town that we saw before and just, like, completely dismantle it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, I like, think a the only like really good, like really good Imperials that we've seen at their jobs are Tarkin. <laughs> we've seen Thrawn be really good at his job, but not like not good. Right? He's been he's really good at, if he would commit himself. Depending to the on who's telling his story. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> but if he would commit to the Empire, I think he'd be really good. Oh yeah, right? sure. he's still committed to the Chiss ascendancy. Mm-hmm. And then Deidre, right? Like Deidre is like the like next person, and she clearly is like, no, we're gonna change this around so that this actually works right so i she's te- she terrifies me yeah and not and in she's... a kinky sexy way that some people seem to be turned on by her well, <laughs> i won't comment well maybe <laughs> i think she's awesome i, I really I, I i just love a good villain uh, she's we're still waiting for those death troopers because again trailer mm-hmm. she's walking down yeah. ferry to storm with I, death I, troopers. I, I do remember that All right, so that's that's when we i don't know she's it's going to be interesting to see what happens now on Ferrix with her interrogating Biggs. I guess Biggs doesn't know anything about where Cassidy's at this point, but she knows a little bit about Luthen, so we'll how see. Sad will, how sad will it be if both uh, Jin and Cassian's moms are shot by death troopers? Oh, no, don't, don't, don't say that now. Don't say that. Next, yeah. next. Next. Uh, so I just want to say, Oti, like you said, the Empire, they're just... Uh, what is it? They're uh, incompetent. Because finally, they have Andor. He's there. They have, they, him. To, they have him. They just need to look. And they're going to miss him. Because he's, what's his name now? Give Cargo. Kirgo. Not Grief. Yeah. And then the Mandalorian. Grief Gergo. And then Grief, the other guy from the Mando is going to be like, oh, I like that name. I'm going to take it. Just change a letter here or there. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think that's it for Andor. We talked a lot about Andor. That's a great episode. I, I just before we before we move on, I will say um essential viewing for people who liked this episode is obviously to watch TX THX one one three eight by George Lucas and essential reading didn't matter. I don't care who you are, you have to watch the documentary um the thirteenth about the thirteenth yes. amendment. These are yes. both essential viewings yes. and I you can't watch this and then not not have seen that. Like you have to see that documentary. It talks about the personal industrial system and the, how it is definitely geared against uh, black men, especially. And then of course you uh, you know other people, marginalized uh, people. Um, and we see that at full effect in this episode. It is definitely a commentary. I feel that has been influenced by that documentary. Yeah, definitely. But remember, Star Wars is not political. <laughs> but yeah Correct. all right so as we kind of finish up Oti anything final from the chat before we move to a little other show with flying animals sorry uh, Tylenol is wearing off um, <laughs> let me check quick you want me to take over I can yes, do this please. <laughs> all right don't worry uh, so just going back Nick is adding that Luth and his side of hiding and will go out with a bang can happen we'll see he's he said that he's scared but he's i mean he's a coward but a coward of that if they don't get together things are not going to happen they're only saying that you're going to break 
DX som man kan omlätt. Då kan jag ha The Empire, Mole of those. The, the Bootlickers in Love. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's also adding such a good documentary, the 13th one. I gotta check that out. I haven't seen it, but. All right. And then she also said that Marvel is obsessed with troopers and fears for her lives. Might yes. happen. All right. And with that, we'll say goodbye to Andor for another week. We're past the highway, halfway point, so very close to finishing. Yep. With that, we jump to another, to a new segment, talking about something else that's not Star Wars, a world between fandoms. You like that? I love that sound. Oh. I love that sound. <laughs> there you go. It brings hope right. to anyone who hears it. <laughs> it does bring hope. We might mention a little bit. We'll just go quick. So mention it. Just, there's been a regeneration. I haven't watched it because I'm still on the Peter Capaldi era, but the Tenant is back at least for one year before we switch ah, to the new new doctor. Three episodes. I, I saw it. Yeah. You watched it? I loved it. I saw I saw the clip. Like oh, and okay. even I was like, wait, what's going on? <laughs> I didn't watch the clip. I don't want I'll forget between now and when I get to it. I'll forget, but and then Disney apparently got some rights to Doctor Who. There's a bunch of different things, how much in, how involved they're going to be. I don't know, but it'll be on Disney Plus starting next year. So I'll take Sorry. another opportunity to give it a shot if you want. I know you've tried. It hasn't been for you, but we'll be there. We'll be on Disney Plus. I mean, I I have HBO Max. It's there. I Alberto, I've tried to I know. watch it. I, I, I know. It's just okay. too British for me. I too British. could not get and you, and you guys And you guys can't say it's not too British because it's too British and it's not it a cup of tea. I love tea, but... <laughs> no, I get it. I could not get through the pilot of that show. I tried three times, and finally on the third time, I had to just skip to the part where I had left off and watched <laughs> so, it. But well, surprisingly, I adore that second episode. So like, mm -hmm. it went from being like, I don't know if this is for me, to really <laughs> liking the second episode. So go figure. Yeah. So what what I told Berta, I tried to watch like from the the reboot, I guess, like that first season, and I couldn't watch it. And then someone told me, oh, just watch the David Tennant thing. I was like, okay, let me go to David Tennant. Try to watch. I was like, I can't, I can't dig it. Oh, just go to Matt Smith. Okay, let me go to Matt Smith. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't. It's not for me. It's just not for okay. me. To me, that doesn't work. I think you need to follow his whole I, I've, story. I've tried. No, I, I know. I know. For the people that say just watch this, oh, watch no, that. No. To me, you gotta because there's so much from his past that kind of inform each new doctor. Anyway, we'll keep mentioning it. Uh, Oti, you go. House of the Dragons finale. House of the Dragon finale. I'm not you go ahead and start. You can run this. I, I loved it, man. I, I I just adored what everything that happened in that episode, and even knowing what was going to happen. Those, I'm gonna curse. I'm sorry. Those assholes. <laughs> they knew what were the, they were gonna do in the ending, and they gave us those two scenes with Luke at that at the beginning when he's like, "I don't want to rule Griffmark," and that moment when he's like, when he says, "Mom, instead of your grace, Mike." God, yeah. why why would they put that there um Dude, i just quick i'll let you keep going it's i've never been one to do all this foreshadowing and watch things i know it will come back but as more as i do this show and watch things to review it i start noticing those two scenes i'm like no something's gonna happen to him what why are you doing this i i knew what was gonna happen and so the minute they gave us that first thing i was like oh come on why <laughs> and then that moment before they leave i'm like no 
So, uh, by the way, I, I saw it on my plane ride back to Puerto Rico, and I, I just want to say, like, that birth scene right next to some random person. Ah, yes, awesome. <laughs> um, but I, I think it was a great episode, you know, seeing that dynamic between Rhaenyra and Damon, yeah. how he just immediately, like, just that nice. moment when, when he realizes that there's something he doesn't know, mm -hmm. that, and basically as he had made peace with his relationship with Viserys, Viserys, he immediately realizes that Viserys never saw him as the true heir. Yeah. My God. And he's not a good guy. <laughs> I've been saying it from the, he's not a good guy. Yeah. And... They put us back in perspective, right? We've been all these episodes. We're falling in love with the guy, forgetting yeah. everything he did before. And they like, Oh no, he's still that mad guy. But I love, I love this. I just rewatched it. I had to fast forward the birthing scene because it just it's too hard. But then just seeing the you know, the burial, I guess it, that got me pretty emotional today. Oh, and the, and the crowning. Oh. Oh, so I was going to go. That's because you said he had, later when she's telling him the song of ice and fire. Oh, he never told him. He kind of like you said, just that rage yeah. again. But at that point, when he grabs the crown. Sir Eric, I love you. Thanks for bringing the crown from awesome. the Viserys crown. And then my queen and doing all this. And when Damon grabs it, I'm like, oh, crap. What, what is he going to do? Because this is what he wants. <laughs> and then he's the first one to put the crown a second time. He did it to Viserys a few episodes earlier. Did it now to Rhaenyra. First one to bend the knee. My queen. I'm like, oh, so much love. Mm -hmm. Two hours later, choke. Because I didn't know something. Uh, <laughs> Buck, they have an interesting they have an interesting relationship like i did still feel like they're such a great pairing despite mm -hmm. the the abuse of the moment and i hate <laughs> to say that i really do like but like yeah. they're such a they great are team. they are like and it's so it's so it's so sad that he has this moment uh because you you guys you are reminded he's not a good person and mm -hmm. this we are seeing the beginning of the end of this house and um part of that is because obviously this i mean it has to be i have never read the book but like my mm -hmm. assumption is part of it has got to be because of damon like you know like <laughs> he's this there's definitely say, a flaw there. no there's a flaw there <laughs> <laughs> he you know, no go ahead I, I, I no i just want to say from the beginning it's interesting to see how both of them react to viserys death right right Nero is kind of taken aback my dad just died what's going to happen and damon goes straight to those assholes just killed the king took the throne we gotta go in and start the war not not only that the first thing he does when he hears the news is grab the sword the yeah. first thing he does mm -hmm. and goes like why didn't you do anything about it <laughs> oh yeah which is what everyone was on twitter last week which why didn't she bury <laughs> But I, I was not happy with that. I was like, why would they do that? But I, I, I love how this episode recontextualizes mm -hmm. that. Because yeah, at that moment, Rainy, not even that, Rainy's is not even sure Rhaenyra should be queen. Mm -hmm. Yes, when she, she sees her. her that yeah. that, she, she comes around to that. But mm -hmm. at that moment, she's like, I don't know if she'd be any better. Yeah, it's this character of Rhaenys, which I didn't like the first couple of episodes, has really grown on me, the way this actor has played her. And yeah, that scene when she sees Rhaenyra taking control of everyone, they know we're not going to start a war right now. We got to find out who our allies are and all this. And when she then meets with her husband with the sea snake, it's kind of that girl, 
is the only one holding the the empire together at this point while everyone else is plotting war yeah. great job um yeah. mark anything else that kind of stood out for you in this episode i mean i think it's sad that she starts and ends the episode by losing a child yeah like, it's, I'm like she's lost so much, and they did a really good job in this episode of showing you like she has lost so many things in just a short amount of time, and she tried she tried to do mm-hmm. what she thought was the right thing, and you screwed it up. You took something, yeah. one more thing from her. No, she's gonna bring fire the next season. And she better bring fire the next season. Mm-hmm. You know what? I think the most tragic thing is that I really think that if that hadn't happened. And Luke comes back and says, we don't have the Baratheons. Maybe Rhaenyra goes like, you know what? They win. Like, we're not mm-hmm. going gonna to go over this. And we have a, ha- we have a happy ending. <laughs> Damon, I mean, Damon is, is the devil he is and does what he does, even if it's accidental. Yeah. And I hate to say that I love this the ending because it's because poor Luke eats it. But don't... He gets eaten. Um, but the way it was shot, slow motion with Damon coming in, and she's the only one that notices. Everyone else is plotting, and you can see everyone's still talking, but she's the only one. As soon as he comes into scene, he tur- she turns and takes her to the side and says what happened. And then, like you said, but she's done. We're not playing anymore. No, and again, also reiterating the fact that they are, again, they're a very good team. She knows him so well that when he walks yeah. in with a certain body language, a certain demeanor, yeah. she knows it's not good news. And, she, a, and it's the, the thing that she probably feared the most because she knows sending him to there was still a risk. Mm-hmm. God bless Emma Darcy because that face is still haunting me. Like, yeah. you, you know what's behind those eyes and it's just mm-hmm. fire and blood. Yeah. And just going to the birthing scene, which says very difficult to watch, but again, then kind of matches the first episode when her mom is trying to give birth, unfortunately dies, but also the baby dies at that point. And we have a very similar scene here, but then you see how she's kind of dealing with it, wrapping the baby, which then I read somewhere else and you'll tell me out that this is was a girl, the first girl that she and Damon that had together, and for her it's the first one. Yeah. And then Damon, even though he's kind of off to the side when she's she's giving birth, he's trying to plot this war, even when she's screaming her name. Then we see him by the beach trying to rationalize what happened, kind of taking it all in while she's wrapping the, the baby, which was, again, still showing that human side to Damon. And then again, a little bit later, he kind of goes off. We had great season. Great ending. It's one of those endings that you think it's going to be all action, but it's not. It's not needed. But the way and I like, oh, no, I got to wait two years now for this. Yeah. But <laughs> I love that again. So it's a show not about it. It's not about the action. Yeah. You read about it's it. About the relationships <laughs> and about this family. You know, and it's heartbreaking. And it really does raise yeah. the stakes in a way that I don't. I don't think some other shows can do yeah. because it's. The, the emotions are, are high. And that emo- high emotional tension, is, uh, I'm there for it. <laughs> uh, for, for me, this season was just on a totally other level. Like, it, mm-hmm. it was just so good week after week. Yeah. And we got Matt Smith singing Vela- uh, High Valaria oh, Dragon, which I love. I don't, I don't know, know what that dragon is, but he looks awesome. I, I, 
I've read the book and I have no idea where that's going. <laughs> I <laughs> don't funny. care. Freaking old dinosaur Vega or Godzilla dragon can eat it. Yeah. <laughs> bro, I, I poor Amon also, bro. He was just there trying to scare that, Luke and that face, he was like, Oh, oh crap. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, and that's also a change from the book, because in the book he he does try to kill him. Yeah. So I, I'm wondering if now he'll get to King's Landing and be like, Yeah, I planned it all along. Mm -hmm. maybe confirming that villain art of his maybe and it's because already they know about it on Dragonstone so who knows how did they know already and some spy dragons just patrolling the skies and I love every time now because they have dragons and we said the first time if you have dragons I'm gonna love it Every time something happens, Demo was was oh patrol the sky, so put a dragon up. They're like oh I wish I could just say that just yeah, yeah. patrol the skies with a dragon. All right, so yeah, House of the Dragons over, Rings of Power is over, and they're still going on. But we'll find something else to talk about in a world between fandoms. Superman is back. We'll do that yeah. next at some point. Yeah. He'll be back. Uh, he won't be the Witcher that. anymore, but he'll be Superman. Will All he? right. Yeah, he just they just tweeted out he won't be the Witcher no. anymore. Oh wait, I was uh, I was thinking about him being actually being Superman because I yeah. never felt like he's got a chance to play I, Superman. All right, he'll play the part. <laughs> I, I I trust James Gunn at least. So let's yes, let's, that's that whole, that whole that whole he's not, he's now literally in charge. So we'll see. Yeah. All right, so with that, kind of bring an end to our show. Thank you to everyone in the chat. Thank you to our special guest, Buck. Thanks for being here. We'll see you again in a couple of weeks. Where can people find you out there? Uh, you know, I'm on uh, Instagram, Twitter, I guess, kind of a bit on TikTok, <laughs> uh, all at Highball2814. You know, talk about Star Wars, mostly about Star Wars. Uh, lately, it's been Doctor Who just because we had the, <laughs> the uh, this regeneration episode, which was so good, so good. Um, and talk about comics when I, you know, every now and again, you know, I like fandoms, but uh, that's kind of all you can find me. I don't have other podcasts or anything like that. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for joining us. We'll see you again in a couple of weeks, like we said, for the Star Wars trivia. You watch the movies. You're ready to go. So we'll see you there. Oti, people know where to find you. I'm what here every they? week. Yeah. I'm he's here every quiet. week, except when he's sick and not here. Yeah. All right. I'll be better be next week, I swear. All right. We'll see. All right. Uh, thank you to the chat, Dale, Mo, Nick, anyone else that was there. Sorry if I missed you, but thanks for joining us. So make sure you hit that like button. And oh, I forgot to say, tomorrow marks a 10 year anniversary of Disney buying Lucasfilm, October 30, 2012. Right. So, Oti, maybe when we come back next year, we'll do an episode of our favorite things in these first 10 years of Disney Lucasfilm. Might be our first episode of the next season. Just a little. Wow. Yeah, foreshadowing for everyone out there all right so again thank you to Bob. thank you to Oti thank you for everyone in the chat for joining us today we'll see you next week with Roberto Venegas will be our guest we'll see you then stay safe be safe may the force be with you